Somebody. Anybody. Somebody. But the reason I picked that song is me and Carl was talking a lot. Say hello, Carl. Hello, Carl. About Tom Waits that week, and this is pretty much off his favorite album of him, Closing Time, which is pretty much my favorite album, too. Yeah. I, 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 I... gotten to be a real fan of Waits over the years. Not when he first came out. It took me a while. But yeah, he's very, very good. Yeah. It's like I said, we go into the bar at the opening of the night thinking that we're uh, Leonard Cohen, all suave and smooth. Well, Tom, we walk out of the bar, Tom waits. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Black History Month, and we're doing Say Amen, Everybody, which is a very great and very dense doc- documentary on Southern gospel music. And, and it has criteria. the founders in it. Right. Thomas Dorsey. Uh, Well, I just said it's on Criterion uh, for those of us that uh, want to uh, 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 follow along. Uh, Also, you know, you were talking about the founders, Thomas Dorsey, I think Mahalia Jackson's in here. Uh, So many great people. There are just so many great documentaries from about 79 to 82 that it was in itself. Uh, Hearts and Minds, Say Amen, Anybody. It was like they were becoming documentary film and clinical documentary that was big in the 60s and 70s. Right. Yeah, they were doing more social things uh, and, and more like introductory to history of, of of certain subjects, and this is certainly one where we're getting into gospel, particularly Southern gospel music. I think it's the first one that really focused on this. But unlike them, this has the human side to it, and it kept the human side. And really, if you got the human side going, you're going to win. Yeah. 
Agreed. Agreed. So we got it on. It's on Black History Month. And uh, it's on Criterion, and it's Say Amen Somebody. And we got it at OOO. Yep, we do. And we're lucky. Tonight we have with us someone who was an okay choral master in his day. (laughs) Still am to a certain degree. Uh, I do have a music uh, 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 master's in church music, and and I have – there will be a couple people that I'll mention – during that, that I've interacted with over the years, uh, but yeah, yeah you, very, very, thank you. Talk about you keep, the, keep it the history, my man. I know I will. I will. We already know you love yourself. <laughs> Not in the divinals way, either, people. <laughs> no, you know it depends on the night. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and here we go in five. to go to church now. Got it. Stone film release. Yep. Major endowment for this film is by National Endowment for the Humanities. Mm-hmm. Man, remember the days when you could see an independent film like that and you went, who is that, Carl? I don't know. That, you know I think, that is, is Thomas Dorsey. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Dorsey. So Thomas Dorsey uh, was a uh, choir master. He started out in blues music, but uh, he then went into church music, and he added the, the blues. And there's Willie Mae Smith. Yep. Oh, God, blast. The best film is if they did a documentary about Elvis and uh, basically the great creators. And even Elvis said if it wasn't for this kind of gospel music, he wouldn't have had his music. No, and that's very true. You could also say that about Ray Charles, anyone that came up in the late, in, in the mid-50s. Because, you know, uh, um, Gladys Knight, uh, you know, all of them went through the church and choirs like this. And Southern gospel is so much different, or, well, black gospel, let's just say. It's so Southern much different gospel. because it has so much emotion to it. And, and I love this scene right here because it shows her going to like a nursing home. <laughs> it's just a nice. spirit of cussing spirit. I know someone who's guilty of getting the cussing spirit, but let's not talk about that, right, Carl? <laughs> yeah, we both do. We're both in there. You're an amateur. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Dickie, but yeah, Dickie I mean, I just love this. Kills both of us. 
This is what church is. It's about love. It ain't about this. Right, girls? Yeah. That's right. And what you're seeing here is is something that is wonderful in terms of, of uh, you know, the black church, is that it's so receptive to everyone. And, and yeah. you, you can just see it here. Open arms. These people are, are committed to God. And it's all about the. Uh, it's all about what they call oppressive uh, 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 gospel. In other words, you're oppressed by people, and it's now called justice uh, uh, confirmation. Uh, yeah. Justice theology. Wake up every Sunday morning when I was down in uh, Nashville, my man, and it was about seven, eight a.m. Turn on the radio and you hear music, music like, like this. this. Absolutely. And that's a big difference between the the gospel like they're singing and the old school gospel. Is right. the honky tonk addition to the honky tonk piano and the blues style of singing? Oh, absolutely, and and they'll go through some of the history here of how this yeah. developed this type of music, and we'll get into that a little later. But there's a definite, you know, through line from the slaves in the 1800s and uh, 1700s, late 1700s, until this music was, was basically... And let me tell you something. Any gospel singer owes their, their, their whole life to the pianist. Seriously. They owe their souls to Willie Mae Tommy Dorsey. Love is Willie May and her daughter just sitting in the kitchen. Yeah. What are we doing? Not like these oil snake oil salesmen you see nowadays that go from church to church and just worry about how much time on the plate well music is is a uh universal uh way of proselytizing and and you can and if you're a musician you always learn about you know i mean i played in black churches and i'm a white guy and i don't have the soul these people do but still in talking to them and that you get a feel and, and, it, and it, that transfers to you and really does. Very unknown. Carl, no soul caper. <laughs> you have a little more soul than no soul Jones, but let's not. But yeah, they, I love it. They're talking about teaching. They go everywhere and they teach. Oh, yeah. They spread the love, spread the gospel, teach. Yeah. 
It's about proselytizing. It's about teaching. It's about sharing the gospel, sharing the feeling of being uh, a believer. Okay, you're bleeding somewhat, my friend. That was the radio station, brother. <laughs> was no, that really the radio station you listened to? K-R-R-K-I-R-L? Nice. Yeah. And do you know what's special about that church that she's at? Mm-hmm. Really, uh, do you that know what's church special that was, about uh, it? Yeah. Was that King's uh, uh, Church? Was the church that uh, you remember Mississippi burning and those kids? Yeah. Uh huh. That that was the church right there where they went to on that day, and then that church got ba- burnt down and built up. Mhm. So this history. I look how they move, and I love they got rid. Oh yeah. And I love how they pay homage to this in that one scene uh, in The Harder They Come, too. Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. I love this stuff. I love it. If you've never been in a Black Baptist church, this gives you an idea. It's just wonderful. And it's not entertainment. It's not entertainment. It comes from the heart. You notice the congregation. Even though it comes from my heart, I'm still too white to get those notes. Oh, yeah. And look how they're all in time. Oh, yeah. How much crazy would it drive you when you had all your up there singers and see the one person who wasn't in time with everyone else? Choir director. Yay. Ask your question, Carl. What? How was it watching the people that you were minister and you noticed that one person who was not into one else? What crazy did that drive you? Doesn't matter. When you're in church, you know, when I've had choirs, there was the one person who couldn't sing. I didn't care. You know, they wanted to to go and, and express their belief through through music. Yeah. They were welcome. When it comes to gospel, choral music, southern black gospel, Tommy Tommy Dorsey is the man. There's just no mm-hmm. other way to describe it. 
Oh, right now he's telling how uh, they didn't like this music. No, they didn't. They had to fight to get it into the church because they said, you just bring in that honky-donk music in the church. Yeah. We'll sing a convention in St. Louis. And you are, my friend. You know what that is, Carl? Well, that that's Dorsey that's talking right now. Yeah. I've been past that church pulling into the bus station on the Grey Dog. Damn. Yeah, I recognize that neon sign. No. That's true. Oh, no, no question. Yeah, if you are a good ministry, you hope in your heart and love to anyone in there and... How would you have killed to uh, have an original edition of that in your collection? I've seen them. We used to sell sell those, and, and some of them were very, very old from the 30s and 40s. And, and I bet different. they cost a lot, too. No, they didn't cost hardly anything. They'd sell them for whatever was on them. Uh, if it said 30 cents on the damn thing, that's what they sell for. Whoa. I love now, it. that's listen. back in the 80s. Now, be quiet, Carl. I want to listen to everyone because this is the truth. Everyone listen to this. Enjoy. Well, I've done my best. When are you done? The best. I can you are bleeding, my friend. I know, it's on purpose. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I want people to know that voice they just heard mm-hmm. was an 89 or 90 year old man. And he's definitely still singing from the heart. Oh, yeah. God. And what they're doing here, he's not just singing. He's preaching. He's in yeah. music to preach. Uh, Sorry if I were singing or playing the music, but this movie is about the music. It, that's what the forefront is.
And notice that this is coming. This is an emotional release. This is one thing about black choirs versus white choirs. Yeah. White choirs are, are like, you know, so set. And we have to be within these boundaries. And we have to have the time right now. Not, not black choirs. They, can, they will just go where the spirit leaves them. Oh, speaking of Ted, there's a good chance that this show is going to be going over the regular two-hour limit. So I'm sorry to the people who are listening on the two-hour format. We will be back, and we it will probably be up by 10.20, 10.30. Sorry in advance. But thank you for listening to this. This show means a lot. This show and this movie means a lot to me and Carl okay. from our heart. This is the song. This is the song that made him. Everybody Wait till you hear the story the behind this. I know. Be quiet, Carl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna make it bleed again so they can hear the story. Everybody's listening. And they said for me to come to the door. There's some boy brought me a new telegram. I took it, read it, almost fell out. It says, hurry home. Your wife just died. I don't know how you would accept that. I couldn't accept it at all. And uh, a friend of mine put me in the car. Took me right home. I got home. I jumped out and ran in to see if it was really true. And one of the girls, you started crying and said, Nettie just died, Nettie just died, Nettie just died, and fell in the floor. The baby was left alive. But in the next two days, the baby died. Now, what should I do then and there? And then they tried to tell me things that would be soothing to me. But none of it's never been soothing to me from that day to this day. But uh, two fellows come by, I forget their names, they were a friend of mine. And uh, they were telling me about it. I said, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to do. And... Uh, I uh, just tried to make my little talk to the Lord, but it was wasted, I think. And uh, I called the Lord some one thing, and the, one of the other says, no, that's not his name. He said, Precious Lord. So that just sounded good. It's got several amens on Precious Lord. And ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, I started singing right then and there. Precious Lord. Okay, girls, take it. What's so important about this song? Well, this song has been sung in churches ad infinitum every minute of the day. I am positive for every day since it was published. Uh, There are over 300 to 400 uh, versions of this in choirs that have been sung over the years. There are many versions that have nothing written, and particularly black, and it's just so standard. And you can hear any great blues singer has done this song. Etta James, Gladys Knight, Chaka Khan, uh, so many. And, of course, now you're getting, now that's the woman. That's her. That's Mahalia Jackson. Yeah. And I've heard of a different version of this, Precious Memories. Mm-hmm. 
Mahalia Jackson was someone that was as important as Dorothy because Mahalia Jackson took this music and was able to cross the boundary so that white audiences got to know these songs also. My grandmother, who was a, a white Baptist uh, uh, believer, she loved Mahalia Jackson. And, and, and I'm very young and listening to Mahalia Jackson. I have a great love and respect for what she did. Seriously. And how did you, what did you think of that story behind the song and why he wrote it? Well, I knew the story, actually. I yeah. knew the story. Out of the greatest tragedies can come something very special, and that's what happened here. The best song is very special. I've taught it to my choirs over the years, many different Amen. Versions. Sometimes the worst tragedy leads to the beautiful things. Yeah. And I wish that was 100% true, but it's not. You have to, you have to be open to see what you can do, and that's what he did. Oh, yeah, that's something I miss. That's something I really miss, man. What? The dinner table. Oh, yeah. I hope Flamin' come over. You sit there at the dinner table. Sorry, Carl. I hope you ate before this because... I did, actually. I, I did. But one of the things about churches, and this was very true of black churches, is that the idea of food after the service, of, of sharing the food black. and sharing... Carl, take out the word black. Put in the word southern. Southern. Okay. Yeah, because they would go have church in the morning and uh, go and... and and in between services, they would have like a big dinner outside. So no one would have to go home before the evening services. Right. And you know, you talk about southern hospitality. Southern family tradition is the breaking of the bread. Well, you know, you're right because the word is not black hospitality; it's southern hospitality. Right? Yeah. And to quote Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb. He said, what Indians miss most about the Negro Leagues? And they said, the, the food. I miss going to the black houses afterwards and eating the best food I've ever ate in my life. Yeah, exactly. Wicked I love to think of they're trying to get the young boy here to go into the ministry and he really doesn't know if he wants to. Right. Yeah, you need to follow God's word or you're going to hell. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Mama, I'm not sweet like you. I want to be at that dinner table. Seriously. <laughs> I love they're giving you the whole experience and not just one of those like... Uh, like uh, some music documentary I seen where they focus too much on the music and they don't focus on the world around the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> hey, that's one of my favorite turns. I'll take a wash up. Uh-huh. I will say this. One of the greatest times in my life was when I went with a, a black minister and I uh, worked with his choir, choir director and uh, played this cantata at a black Baptist church. I'm the only white person within miles. I guarantee you that. Every five minutes, a minister like this would get up and raise our white brother for being here. And let me tell you something. That thing started at nine. That service didn't end until two o'clock and they added Dinner afterwards, I had such a blast. It was so much fun. Yeah, that's how it was. It was about from nine to about two and about twelve to two in the afternoon. Yeah, generally about nine to about twelve thirty one o'clock. Then you had the dinner. Afterwards. Nine is when they would separate uh, them into three parts. They would have the kids ministry, the teen men teen group. And the adults would be upstairs listening to some preaching. And then after we got done with ours, we'd go up there and listen to the rest of the preaching. Exactly. That's all right. Oh, man. Look at her. It's very hard for a documentary to get the love into it, but... This movie is... But it's also call and response. That's all right. And she thinks that's all right. It's all about call and response. That brings the congregation into it. They feel part of the music. And that's important. That's one thing where black Baptists and and gospel music in general uh, uh, has over more standard traditional church music which which oh, yeah. you know I'm a practitioner of well wouldn't you get up every morning every Sunday morning about five AM if you knew a radio station back when you was a youngling that was playing this? Yeah not not well if I would have known Perhaps, but not my family. You know what? What we woke up with on Sunday night, on Sunday morning. Yeah. My dad playing the radio, playing the record player as loud as he could. Beethoven's oh. Ninth Choral Finale. That's Every one of the things Sunday. that most people forget about Tommy Dorsey's history. Mm-hmm. Is that he was a great blues man before he Absolutely. was a religious man. Yeah. Oh, cute. 
I know this song. Because on that black station right after uh, the, the religious music was over, gospel music was over, play two hours of the old school blues. I may have lost sleep on Sunday, but it was worth it, man. Wouldn't change it for the world. Hey. Woman feeling bad. Hey, you know Walter Hill had to see this movie, right, Carl? Right. The blues ain't nothing but a good woman feeling bad. And how did they paraphrase it in Crossroads? Uh, uh, it was not not woman. It was a man. Right? Yeah, blues ain't nothing but a good man feeling bad. Yep. I'm off the bottom. Yeah, that's what most people don't realize. Modern, modern black religious music started out as the blues. Well, you see, okay, so no, I've, actually I have to slightly disagree with that. Because if you go back to the slaves and that, you get you get the spirituals, you know. I know, but and and, and from there, you you get people like Hall Johnson and and um, Jester Harrison and a number of people arranging those yeah. so that the black cars. But then, see when when Dorothy in the 19, early 1900s was a blues person, he then switched over to gospel brought the blues along with him, and that's what they were really, really fighting Yeah, that's what I'm talking over. about. Right? The modern. But, right. But previously, you got you got to go back and, and, and get the through line, because it all started with spirituals, uh, you know, and and I know, and, that's and why I modern. I could, there's mm-hmm. the pre-modern with the slave music, but the problem isn't with the blues coming into the gospel. It's trying to sell this to the secular audience who was like one way, gospel's supposed to sound one way, and this is how it goes, and any other way is a disservice to God. Mm-hmm. And we're really going to start getting into that in this part of the movie, aren't we, Carl? Mm-hmm. So basically what he would do is he would go to these churches and, and deliver these songs, and then he'd have the sheet music transcribed and sell it or sell, them, sell, sell records. That's how he started. That's how he made the business. Yeah, that's the one part of American pop that I really ignored and underplayed. Mm-hmm. The importance of sheet music. The importance of sheet music is uh, can't be understated. It really can't. Uh, every song that was out on a 78 
basically had sheet music with the popular song. And, and the way they sold it is they would sell it in tandem with the record. If the record was being played at, at, at a radio station, then they'd have the sheet music at the local store. Music store or record store. you would go to the music hall. I'm talking pre-records. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when you had to go to the music hall. And if you liked that song... You had to buy the sheet music and had someone to be able to play it and take it back home. But don't forget, back then in the 1890s, 1900s, 1910s, the idea of having a piano and having music in the home was entertainment. And so anyone that could do that could afford it. it wouldn't have yeah, like I said, my great-grandfather... Played guitar, so did my grandfather. Some with you're gonna poop when I tell you this. I don't think I ever told you this. My grandfather, before he came home to marry my grandmother, sang with the Sons of the Pioneers. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. and my great grandfather, uh, before he became famous, Grandpa Jones, they said, used to come over there. And him and my great grandfather would pick pick on the porch. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm gonna bring a little something else into this, okay? And you're gonna like this because it's Tennessee. So Dorothy was basically down south. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure in like South Carolina in that area, but in yeah. Tennessee, uh, they had Fisk University. And Fisk is still, you know, extant, uh, but uh, primarily it's still a black university. And their choir Lincoln. is one of the great choirs of all time. And very, Lincoln. very influential. Carl. Yes. Lincoln. Lincoln? Yeah, Lincoln University. No, no, this is Fisk University. What? Fisk. F-I-S-K. Fisk. Oh. Okay. Well, and they're corralled. Well, I just know in his Lincoln he... University, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but Fisk is, is uh, I mean, their corral, uh, their, their, you know, their their choir is well known as one of the, the greatest of the gospel right choirs. is uh, Willie Mae talking to your, uh, talking to her. And her grandson doesn't feel, and her yeah. grandson wanted those that believed that no women should preach. Mm-hmm. You know, and the woman Which should stand bullshit, behind right? the man. I would yeah. never let me. You know why, Carl? Why? Can you imagine the damage that woman could do if you made her mad while she's. Well, you know the damage, you know. Right, Carl? One of them 20-minute ladies. You get behind yep. you, and then 20 minutes later, you wake up like, what happened? <laughs> but getting back to Fisk, um, they were one of the proponents, and one of the main reasons why Thomas Dorothy's music became worldwide. Because yeah. they did a number of, of 78s 
uh, where, you know, it was all, they partnered with Dorsey's music, and in fact, he would appear with them occasionally. I, uh, I've actually had a couple of um, uh, conversations with people who were in that choir. Uh, now this is, you know, they were in it in like the 60s and 70s. But still, you know, an amazing, amazing uh, group of musicians in Tennessee who yeah. had a real influence on Southern gospel music and black gospel music. So I yeah, to back that before point. Nashville and Memphis were tourist towns. Exactly. Way before that. And if you're wondering why she's talking about that and what her grandson said, well, my mama, my mother, could not write a check by her own without approval by my dad until, until I was about seven. six or seven. That, that finally went, went under about 71 or 72, I think. No, I'm serious. Down here, it was like 74, 75, 75. I was old. Mm-hmm. I was young. And my mother couldn't get her uh, get an operation because she had trouble giving birth to her, her crazy ass son without my dad's approval. In case my dad mm-hmm. wanted to have more kids, mm-hmm. and that was in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this stuff is pretty much still real. No. Uh-huh. Oh, sh- let me hear. Yeah, exactly. 
And if and the Lord provides, you know. You see how that emotion comes out, though, and how oh, it God, all transfers yeah. to them. You know, they sing it from the heart, this. not the belly, not the lungs. Yeah. <laughs> they sing it from the heart. <clears throat> but you see how the energy transfers from the choir to the oh, yeah, and look how the building and building. And when it first showed her, everybody was sitting there, and then all of a sudden. One person starts clapping and then. But you know what? You're not going to see this reaction in an Episcopal church. Not one of my churches. You ain't going to see it. Yeah, because it's like, oh, God, shame. Carl's there again. It's a shame. Seriously. It's a shame. No, it's because they're disappointed that you're still there. But I'm bummed. All the joke, folks. Wait. When you're anointed. The sing, and that's what I, this department is striving for, anointed singing. It's the singing when you're anointed to sing. What? Tonight, when, it's, when I have it bleeding, I have a reason for it. Okay. I know. But what they're saying is, so I did. anointed singers. Okay, now go, Carl. So anointed singers, anointed singers is the idea that you are meant to be in front giving God's message out in song and in voice. You're not part of the choir. You are one of the special ones. And this is what a lot of the auditions, uh, and this is true of Fisk, and this is true of a, uh, talking to Jester Harrison, too. He's always looking for someone who has the emotion to bring out so that it transfers to, to I the I love uh, that line you just said. You got a pretty yeah. mouth, but you can't be a pretty mouth and sing. Mm-hmm. You have to sing it from your heart about how much you love <laughs> And you also have to be in tune, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that was no song at all, so no tune matters. <laughs> And this is what, what this is the type of stuff that Jester, Jester Hairston used to say to me. He was one of our customers. He was a black choral director who did a lot of uh, arrangements of spirituals and worked with black choirs. Yeah. And uh, I asked him, what can I do with a white congregation? He looked at me like, good luck. <laughs> and he would talk to me about some of this. What you're hearing here. Yeah. You agree with what she's saying, Carl? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Okay, quiet for a minute. Now you want to go on that high track, okay? You go on up there. You must let it be a spell you cast on the people with your enunciation. What do you say to that? Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, you've seen the best thing is in this movie. It's like they cast a spell on the audience and just gets the spirit in them. <laughs> Hello? 
Look how she how she opens her mouth and how wide that is and how all that emotion and, and, and tone is coming out of that. Yeah. We as singers we tend to be so Look at Dan Oplayo's mouth, people, and look at that oh, yeah. on his face as he's playing. <clears throat> exactly. And everybody around in the background, they just It all has to do with movement and how all the music goes through the body. Oh, yeah, I know them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgive me, folks. I'm I'm dealing with sinuses down here in Memphis, though. Yeah. Amen. Okay, sorry, Carl, say that again. So, you know, not singing for show, but singing out of her belief. That's the whole point. Yeah, the you belief. don't have to sing it. You have to believe it. But you have, but singing your belief means that you're transferring your belief through your voice. That makes it much more emotional and, and, and much more personal. And the love. Yeah. That's why one of the best soul singers out of the 70s was the Reverend. Al Green. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, as I said before, you know, Gladys Knight went through it. Chaka Khan went through it. And at James, they all went through the gospel music. All of them. Thank you. Well, the Reverend Al did it backwards. You know, and Lee Dorsey is another one that sang in church. Yeah. Look! Look how she's listening to it. Yeah. <coughs> See, <coughs> the unsung hero in all of this is the piano player. I'm telling you. Oh yeah! You just heard that right there. You know, I should have to tell you that. And I can't play gospel. I can't do it. Cannot do it. As much as I want to, I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not You're set up for it. Your plan is too sincere for gospel. And that's not an insult. Playing, that's a compliment. I'm, I'm playing to the music. I, 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 I'm a person that sees the music. I don't feel it. Right? You have to feel the music if you're a gospel. You know, yeah. I was taught to read music. And so that, you know, like an orchestral musician, right? Yeah. And I, I just can't do gospel. I'd love to, but I can't. I cannot do it. But I can appreciate it. Oh, yeah. 
It was stuff like this is why I got up around 7, 8 a.m. in the morning. Oh, yeah. You played this word. The church you was in. Episcopalian, yeah. That's a oh, whole God. different rhythm and beat than this Southern Gospel. Right, Carl? Yeah, but I'll tell you something too. It, it's it's more that that. Okay, so if I do a gospel style uh, song with with my choir in a Episcopal church, just to get them to move way is almost impossible. And trust me, I try to do it all the time. They don't want to do that. They don't want to feel the music that way and let it go through them. And and that's yeah, something you, you have to teach. You try to. Quiet to stand still. <laughs> no, no, no. Sway the music. Come on. You know, loosen up. You know, and, and, and you know, I've mentioned him a couple times here, but Chester Harrison was a customer of ours at Carl Fisher, and we had numerous conversations. Okay, I'll be quiet. Yeah, you got all the contemporary artists doing the gospel music, and of course, it's crossing over and it's selling. I know as far as you're concerned, I would like to just do, do the traditional and be able to come down the middle to with some contemporary and, you know, bridge it together where you can reach, you know, both sides. But you got this young crowd out here now. A lot of the older folks, uh, 20 years ago, I think you've got to come down the middle. And how hard is that, Carl? It's, it's, you hear it occasionally, but you don't hear it that much where, where the younger artists are, are going full gospel. Um, and these days, you know, with, with hip-hop and, and that sort of thing and sampling, you're not, it doesn't seem to be happening at all now. Now, I'm not that familiar in terms of that type of music. Well, I'm just talking about music, you know, religious music, period. Mm-hmm. That you can hear it occasionally, as I said. Older audience, and the younger audience, too. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the thing. Music is evangelism here. It's not about you know trying to sell records. It's evangelism. Yeah. Sharing the belief. Sharing the belief of God. And what is this that went into like uh, plays, the Southern Church plays? Uh huh. But they're not actually singing. It's almost like they're preaching, right? Yeah. 
because there are spaces between the phrases and everything. Give me that piano player said to him a little earlier. Come on, man, where's the spaces? Where's the And while this is great, if you can have people come in and listen to it, they wouldn't music. Uh huh. They would just think it's the soul music. The best way to describe this is imagine this song and the so-called biggest religious song in the 70s, You Light Up My Life. The most blandest, boring religious song I've ever heard. What did you What do you think, Carl? Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. White music is pretty bland. I'm I'm going to grant you that. What? But this, just I mean, just feel the emotion here. Yeah. How can you not react to this? Amen. Uh, take a look at the praise bands and, yeah. and, and white AOG churches and that sort of thing. There's nothing uh, like the emotion here. Yeah. I'm sorry. All I seen was the orange crush signs. Oh. oh I missed right. them so much. <laughs> And it's sad that more people don't go to church nowadays than in the old days. What used well, to be, think- what used to be what used to be a ritual is now most people become an obligation. Well, I think it's more than that. I think that you don't see, I think a lot of these preachers that you see in these mega churches, they're not real. They're not there to spread the gospel. They're there that they want to line their pockets. And I think that has really, really soured so many people, and particularly younger people. Uh, on the church, and I think that's a shame. This is real. This is community-based. This is small, even if it's a larger church. It's community. We are all one, right? We're going to give to each other. We're going to support each other, and that's what a church should do. Tiny wood side in. Uh, yeah. Like kitchen chairs. Mm-hmm. There's no big fancy pews. There's no stained glass windows. No. You know, and this is a very urban style church, to be honest. You, you saw it at the beginning uh, in a bunch of uh, row businesses. Uh, but you know what? This is true of any church. I, I was very blessed to work in a church in a little town called Thurmont, Maryland, an Episcopal church, and the woman that was the priest there, uh, uh, Pastor Sally, she specifically 
worked within the community and 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 uh did uh you know thrift shops and 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 food banks and did all this stuff to help the community and and that to me is what a church should do and on these small black churches that we're seeing here even medium sized it's all about you know support of the congregation support their your family that's the whole point of going to church to find like-minded people that will support you and you can support them yeah unfortunately some of the worst politics in the world is church politics oh, and God, i'm not going to yeah. get into that that's i'm not going to get into that because i've been caught in that a lot so, you know. That's why my grandfather never went to the Southern Baptist Convention. He thought they yeah. were a bunch of phonies. I can believe that. <laughs> to feed you and to nourish you. Yeah, my grandfather, right? when he preached, he was one of the most cool Bible thumpers. I could show yeah. you his Bible when he comes down here. It's like curved from where he would go. And then, and then, you know. Yeah. talking about church politics. Here you go. Go ahead. A microcosm, but this is it. This is church politics. Pastor doesn't want her to go. Pastor can easily get a substitute for a week or two. Trust me. It's it's what she loves being on the road and he loves her. You got to dance when the dancing's good. By the way, did you see that? 
you take a look at the uh, they'll show it again the pianist and the background you see the the section where all the handicapped people are see that yeah you got a couple people in wheelchairs oh man listen to that voice hot diggity dog yeah but that's the one thing people forget you brass ring they'll take you to your next goal you get are you going to be a One of the other things I, I just want to I just want to mention real briefly want, a messenger of God you need to take that okay let let me go for a second okay one of the things to look at here is the harmony between the three of these because that's important that's so much a part of gospel music that you've got your soprano your second soprano and your alto, FSA music. And they do the leads from each other. This all comes from blues music, too, and from vocal doo-wop. And, and, and I just wanted to make a clear point of, of this type of harmony that you hear with uh, group, uh, gospel groups. Okay, I'm done. Go. It's a another man. Do, which they don't have because they're a good singing trio, and that's bass. Oh, God bless. So good. I know, but do you agree with that, what I said? I didn't even hear what you were saying because I was listening to this. Go ahead again. Basically... If your dreams take you to the you Okay, you're breaking up, my friend. I said if you need to spread the word you can. Yeah, you should. Oh look at this. Yeah, going into the congregation too. That's part of it too. I had the pleasure of being at two gospel fests in, in Chicago. Now, granted, northern gospel is different. But I would sit on the edge of, 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 of one of the seats so I could spread my legs into the aisle if I had long legs. Mm-hmm. And invariably, at both festivals, I'd have a black lady grab me and we'd start dancing in the aisles. It was one of the most... Again, one of the most wondrous things that's ever happened to me. Yeah. What? Yeah. One down south, going to church. C H U C H, not going to church. And that right there is church. We didn't do concerts. Yeah. And it really did start changing around this era, didn't it, Carl? Yep. 
that was the big thing. And of course, they, they, they talk about the revival, and that's that's part of it too. But the, the revivals would travel, and then you, you you know from town to town, and and you know towns would talk to each other. People, oh, you got to hear this singer at this revival, and that's how a lot of their fame started. You know, it was like a, rolling a small yeah. snowball down a slope, and it get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? <laughs> Pardon me, guys. And you notice all of these older singers in this really miss those days. Oh, yeah. Right. That's the difference between entertainment and worship. Amen. You mind if I turn this song up? Down with it. Oh, man. I'd love to be in that congregation just clapping. Yeah. I mean, if you watch this with you see everybody, even the choir director is getting down with that song. Oh, you better. The choir director at a black gospel church always got down. Here he is. I even look. Trust me on this. Several preachers up. just get down. They got the spirit in them. Oh, yeah. God, well, boy, I'd love to have a choir like that. Seriously. Yeah. Not even with the least there. Just a choir could move like that. We too white to move like that, son. Yeah, we don't do that, okay? Sorry. <laughs> Certainly not up north. Maybe down in the south, you know, you're a southern boy. I'm a northern boy. So, even if it's for the south, I'm too white to do that shit. <laughs> God Yes Look at this Look at this Look at old grand Look at grandma right oh, there Oh I love her I love her Seriously Love the hat too. Damn. Uh, well, Mother has a program. You know, she was the first black uh, to have a gospel program. 
At Keel Auditorium in St. Louis. Academy Award for Best Documentary, but of course it's good. 
It didn't win, though. No. Which goes back to our old saying, the documentary award at the Oscars is... Yeah, it's it's BS. We're not going to swear during this this show, by the way. We're not going to do that. BS, that's closer to death. Hey, do-do. Do-do. Okay, I can work with that. And that's why I call a haunted house right there. Oh, yeah, no shit. See nothing there but memories and ghosts of the past. that big change because I think ever since my big change had come my sh- the shows are really starting to get better mm-hmm. but that's the passage of time you know what it used to be isn't what it is now and it's always the case You miss what was the best about what it was, but you forget what was bad back then. Yeah. Here we go.
Okay, if you could turn that down for a second, I just want to say something here, is that children's choirs and the idea of, of, of passing the torch is really important, and we've lost that as a general rule. You don't see many children's choirs, but to hear children sing like that, and that it, it's really important to me. And uh, I think that's a good thing to point out here. Well, don't you remember that was one of my biggest complaints when we started this show is that people weren't, people were greedy with the knowledge. Right. And you can't, you you got to pass it along. You got to pass everything along. Well, you know, and well, we try God. to do that. For our own way and, and, and doing our, our podcast. But here it's the music, and the music's so important. As much as we love film and I love film, music to me is more important. That music lives, I think, longer, especially if there's an emotional content to it, as you see here. Well, and plus, how many movies have you seen that were almost great, but they had a crap soundtrack and it just totally ruined everything. Well, you know, to me that that doesn't matter. Here we're talking about the uh, you know music as an idea, as a uh, as a uh, force of, of belief and 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 that. And this is what they're doing. Yeah. And to me, music has that ability more so than anything else that there's such an emotional context and content to music that you can share that. But this era is when music stopped, the 80s, stopped being evangelized and became commercialized. Right. You would get crap like Kirk Franklin, uh, Amy Grant, and them, you know. Well, again, that's the commercialization. That's word music. Uh, out of Texas, out of Wake Up, uh, word music, uh, uh, and they're more white gospel. Uh, I mean, they have their Kirk Franklins, but but you know they have their Amy Grants and and and, and, and that sort of thing. And it, that's much more white gospel. That's the difference between black gospel, white gospel. They don't try nearly as much to commercialize. I mean, you get your Kirk Franklins. But he's, you know, he's connected with word. He's not connected here. But what I'm talking about is, you know, when it comes more important to have a big hit with your religious music than to spread the word. I just time check this one. We only got 23 minutes left in this movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Be blessed. Let's, let's make sure we don't swear. I did say the S word, though, so forgive me. I uh, know. Um, uh, a great movie and a great documentary will leave you wanting more and end before you're ready. Mm-hmm. 
consecration is the rededication of our lives to the gospel. Okay, so this is the consecration. Okay, I wonder what they were doing here. Alder call. What? Alter call. This is no. Oh. Yeah, you got to consecrate the alder. Right. Lord, just looking at him and some of these things just makes you want to cry. You can see how much pain he is until he gets out on that stage, then boom, he's alive. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's the standard. In the name of the Mother, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. Okay, so this is an AME church, American Methodist Episcopal, or African American Methodist Episcopal. Uh, And so they do the anointing and they do the oils. A lot of the black churches don't, but the AME does. This this is the convention, I think, right? Preservation of a specific type of service, and and just just wonderful to watch this. What was that? Medicine time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. One of the simplest and one of the sweetest religious songs ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Look at him come to life once he's out there. Oh, absolutely. But notice how they sing this, and, and they do it in a different uh, uh, different time signature and everything. The elongated out, uh, you know, it's a much different style. But that's a song that's sung in about every church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit that pitch. Oh, hell no. Uh-oh. I'm going to bleed through a little bit because people need to hear this. Yeah. because of uh, someone doing something like that, Carl. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that old Hammond, man. Oh, man. I love those organs. Here's your paper napkin, Carl. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Sometimes, 
Sorry being quiet, but the scene is that damn good. Oh, hell yeah. And yes, this is considered really the best song about Southern gospel singing ever made. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed that you went back to seeing this in 82 in the theaters. Yeah. I bet you were blown away like you was at a Frank Zappa concert. <laughs> oh, it was like, I, I not at a Frank Zappa concert, at a church, Black Baptist Church. I, by that time, I've been at a couple and then played. And just, I've always been just so enamored of the, the spirit that's in these churches through their music. And that's really what's missing from a lot of churches nowadays is the spirit. You got to let the spirit in you. Yeah, but they don't have it. It's all entertainment. It's not about proselytizing. It's not about the beliefs through song. It's the entertainment through song. And that's much different. That's why this is so pure. Seeing this, the pure music of it, the pure soul, the pure pure belief and faith that these people have. It comes right through. And following modern day churches, well, to quote one of my favorite quoted lines from uh, Mrs. Leonard Cohen, I love the mad place, but I don't like the scene. Mm One of the great things about what you're seeing here is the uh, the dynamics and the, the the spaces of silence. He says, "Watch it." Amen. Yeah, that's a real choir director right there. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's what you dream about being. And that's oh, not an insult yeah. to you. That's an compliment to him. Yep. Like every baseball want to be Babe Ruth and every choir director wants to be Tommy Dorsey. Absolutely. Thank you. 
normally we'd be complaining about bleeding on this and this one. We're like, thank you, we can do it, and people can hear what they should hear. <laughs> right, Carl? Right. Now, take a look at how much. Well, that's one thing we really haven't said. Take a look at how much this takes out of the singers. Seriously. Yeah. And how much energy it takes. <laughs> because you're moving all the time. Look at this. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I love that. Did you see that this woman kissed the old grandma? She looked at her like, what do you think you're doing, girl? And they picked the perfect spot to end it at. <laughs> Look at that piano, yeah, man. Boy. You're going to kill that piano. <laughs> you're going to kill that piano, call, man. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, man, how am I going to keep up with that boy? <laughs> <laughs> Good God. As I said, the, the, the secret weapon is always the gospel PS. Look at this. You, can you imagine doing that at church? You and I would have a heart attack. Seriously. I'd enjoy it. Even if you're non-religious, you need to watch this movie to see good singing. Yeah. Willie Mae Ford, Thomas Dorsey, Sally Martin. Uh-huh. You know, the old twins. Boo. The best that I can do. What do you think about them ending it with the blues song? Oh, yeah. I love it. All the Jesus of you. <laughs> How about you? How about you? I think it's your savior too. I'm sorry, it's hard not to listen to this and not sing, right, Carl? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't sing, but I but I tend to be quiet because I don't hear this type of music so wonderful. Okay, so take a look at this. How many of those are by Thomas Dorsey? Yeah. What manner of man the stone is passing over? Jesus loves James Cleveland is another person that that uh, was very very big. Uh, he was a northern gospel person. Yeah. Hey, look below Gerald Nieberg. Who is that guy? Nuremberg. I'm not sure. Brian Cooter's in there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Brian Cooter. But that's not in a shock because Ry Cooter always had a love for blues and southern. Well, you know, he's a musicologist. You know, he's done work with Indian musicians and Nigerian musicians and, of course, the Buena Vista Social yeah. Club. He's a musicologist. I love Ry Cooter. Friggin' love Ry Cooter. Well, I wouldn't call him a musicologist. He's just one of those that... 
loves music and has yeah. that rare ability to put his love out there. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. So, so Stephen, I want to thank you for having me on. As many of you know, I'm not feeling real well, so I'm going to basically uh, get off right now and just thank you very much for doing this. Uh, no, really we got a couple things to do before you are allowed to go. <laughs> okay, well, make it quick because I'm dying here. Well, one, what would you consider your favorite religious movie and religious movie? To be honest, that's that's pretty easy at this point. Uh, it's a relatively new one. It's called Calvary. It's by one of the O'Donnell brothers, and it's a really, really good film. It, it's... Um, more modern in its approach, but it's Brendan Gleeson, uh, and uh, it, it's it's soul shattering when when you watch it. It's really really good. It's like so I what I, Calvary. It, it goes into one of those, like I said, it asks scary questions. Yeah. And I would have to say my favorite, probably Godspell. Sorry. I don't know. Don't be sorry about that. God spells wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. He's not a way to do that one for Easter, damn it. I'd like to do both of them. Sorry. I'd like to do both God spell and Calvary. Because they really do. Yeah, you can do Calvary on yours, but I want to do uh, uh, God spell on mine. And speaking of yours, what do you have in the oven baking up over? Okay, well, well, we've got a show tomorrow where, uh, with uh, Adam, and Adam and I are going to be talking about uh, uh, black representation in TV series, uh, and we're going to be talking about more uh, uh, nuanced and, and, and important uh, representation. So we're going to do that on Sunday. Okay, and on Sunday we're doing uh, a music show, and it's going to be uh, old school female singers, and and uh, this is in preparation for a series that Rachel's going to be doing, uh, and yeah. I'll, uh, I'll tell you more about that on Sunday. My voice is and, going bad. I got to go. I got to go. Wait, no seriousness. That boy's up in his triple digits, isn't he? By- I'm. I lost you. What I mean is he's up in the 100s or plus now. What do you mean? Adam. The guy that does the Friday show. Oh, oh, well over 100. Well, now I understand. Man, I I can't talk right now. i got to go. Okay? I'll talk to you later, man. Next Wednesday, we're going to be doing... Starting with Women's Month, and we got some stuff planned up. And thank you all for listening, and say amen, Carl, and let's go. Amen. <laughs> Frog in my throat. See you later, folks. Yeah.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.